Welcome to For the Culture, the center point of art and entrepreneurship. Today, I have a really special guest. His name is Steve. Uh, he's a painter that I've come across actually through my girlfriend. Uh, and so, yeah, how's it going, man? Pretty good. That's Pretty good. good. That's good. So, um, yeah, your Instagram handle is? Creativity Steve. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Where'd you, where'd you come up with that? Um, well, I didn't start with that. I had other ones, like I was in bands and it was like something, something guitarist and all that. Right. And, uh, one day I was just like, uh, uh, making puns with uh, some of my friends and that got me thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try something with Steve in it. And I was just making a bunch of things, doing paintings and drawings. And I was like, creativity, creativity, Steve. And then it just stuck. And, okay. Uh, because honestly, every single time that I looked at it, I'm just like, I have no idea how to pronounce this. But, but that, that's what I, I kind of wanted. A lot of people think it's just Creative Steve or Create, you know, just like however they say it is the right way to say it. Because uh, with the internet now, everybody's got their different handles. And you see like on different sites like Reddit and stuff. I don't know how to say most of them. Yeah, that's fair. Because you're just so used to seeing them. So as long as people see it and they can recognize it just by seeing it, then that's all that matters, really. Yeah, well, what you have also on your Instagram is your um, icon, you know, your yeah. your picture is of your art. And yes. it's a really distinctive style, so I think people will be able to recognize that when they see you, right? Yeah, exactly. And so what's really cool about what you do is that you sort of have like this, yeah, your very own unique style. What I really like about your paintings is that you have sort of like this, it's very clean, but it's also really messy at the same yeah. time, you know? Like I was talking to you about your dinosaur that you had earlier, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Actually, that's a great way to put it, clean and messy. It's like a, a very organized chaos. It's a very uh, on-purpose mess, you know, okay. like... Uh, that's kind of how I treat a lot of things in my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has its purpose, uh, but it doesn't bother me. And what bothers me is when everything's too perfect. So it's like just putting it all into a pile, but it's it's my pile. <laughs> and that's where it's going to stay. Yeah. And so I treat my paintings the same way. <laughs> well, it's an extension of yourself, right? Yo, that's what artists are really all about. It's about yeah. um, basically creating the world around you with your own two hands. Oh, you yeah. Know? hundred percent. Yeah. And so I really like that. So, okay, let's, let's get back to where it all started from. Okay. So have you been painting your entire life? No, actually, uh, I didn't start painting until about four years ago. Uh, okay. A girlfriend at the time had some extra paint supplies and, uh, she just brought them over and, uh, she'd never used them. And I was like, Hey, I'll give this a shot. And so I, I did like a doctor who painting and it was, uh, a Dalek or whatever, if anybody knows what a Dalek is, but, uh, I did it and I was hooked from day one and I was just like, okay, I'll try another one. So that week I ended up actually doing like, uh, seven or eight paintings and I was like, okay. And it was super fun. And then it, I stopped for a bit and then I started getting back into it just, uh, slowly when I would have some time. And then, uh, yeah, all of a sudden I, uh, I started doing it every day when I hit a really low point. Okay. Like, uh, broke up with her uh ended up driving all the way to Yellowknife stayed with my friend for a bit and then I moved back to Saskatchewan where I'm originally from and I just hit it hard I didn't I didn't have a TV or anything I was basically living out of my car um so when I got into an apartment I didn't have anything and so I would just uh go to the dollar store and get whatever I could and I'd just yeah. pick up some cheap paints and 
uh, it was my entertainment. It yeah. was how I entertained myself, and I just um, put my thoughts onto old cardboard and uh, just tried to make things funny. You know, uh, surrounded by such like desperation, it was like. Oh, I'm living the real artist lifestyle, you know. <laughs> and then it's like the real artist lifestyle sucks. <laughs> but the paintings were just kept coming and it was yeah. my way around it and um I just before I knew it I looked back and it'd been like a few months and I'd done something every day. Yeah. And then uh when I wasn't doing it I felt weird. Mm. It was, it become it became a part of you. Oh, yeah, like I couldn't stop. And with the days that I wasn't doing it I felt um this drive to keep going with it yeah. because every time I did one, I'd learn something new about myself. Like I didn't have anybody showing me. I didn't have any, like, you know, I wasn't taking art classes. I wasn't doing anything like that. It was just, Hey, what can I paint today? And somebody would say something funny or they remind me of an old TV show. So I did a lot of like characters and, um, you know, just weird stuff from the nineties. And I really liked those colors. And so I just started doing that. Um, and then I got into Sharpie art because mm. um, like keep buying paints was getting expensive. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just buy a bunch of markers. And I did that for a while. And um, I really started exploring colors and how to put them together and um, seeing old characters in new ways. Like one of my favorite ones that I did was like Inspector Gadget. Yeah. And I, uh, that one, people... Like, uh, I also made the decision to post everything I did. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, um, I didn't want to shy away from, uh, mistakes. Yeah. Okay. That's very good because honestly, mistakes are important for 100%. anybody. Yeah. And how far into that four years ago did you start posting everything? Um, right from the get go. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I was, I was a big proponent of, uh, social media. Yeah. I, I really liked the idea of being able to archive what i was doing because yeah. uh, i moved a lot like even as a kid my family moved a lot and so there was a lot of times i lost things i mm-hmm. didn't have um, some of my old drawings or stuff like that they just get lost in moves and over time you just forget where you put things um, but with the digital era that we're in now i was like okay now even if i lose it yeah. i still have that image that I can look back at. Yeah. And so it wasn't even necessarily that I was showing other people. It was that I had a place to put everything. Yeah. And so I would just do it every day. And then when people started recognizing it, then the thought came into my head. It's like, well, what if I post something that's not good? Yeah. And then I was like, well, how do I know if it's good or not? Yeah. Right? It's subjective. It's all subjective. And I had to really break down this mental block of, uh, just because you post something that you might not like or has a lot of mistakes doesn't really have any effect on what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Right? Like, just because you suck now doesn't mean five years down the road you're going to still suck. I it, love that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, it, if anything, it makes those ones that are more vulnerable even more important because when you do hit that point five years down the road and you're still doing it and you can look back at those and you're like, man... I have made a difference. Um, but if you start good and stay good, then there's no growth and you don't gain mm. anything from um, being good all the time. Right. And that's why I love using lots of colors and trying different things because uh, I think David Bowie said once, he's like, you can't discover anything new until you dive into uh, 
like the darkness, uh, something, something like that. Yeah. He was like, uh, you can't learn to swim until your toes don't touch the bottom anymore. You right. Know, like that kind of idea. And so, yeah, it might suck, but that's the only way you're going to find the new things and new things are what push you forward and you grow and you, uh, start to incorporate all of these mistakes. Actually, it's funny talking about mistakes is that, uh, that's how I got to the style I am now. Yeah. Where it was like, I would fuck up on something mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, why'd I do that? But I just keep going. I yeah. just keep going and I finish it. And then I'd look at it and be like, man, that's the best part of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I have to do that again. And so then you start taking in all these mistakes and you, I realized you were the only person who can make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you just incorporate all of your mistakes, then nobody else will ever be able to do it because it's you made that mistake and mistakes mm-hmm. are so random and uh, so unique that uh, it becomes your style. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you've really grown it from just like um, sort of just doing like pop stuff mm-hmm. into actually, well, you're really like, hon- you're actually like really honing it now, you know? Yeah. Um, you're really honing it now and making some like pieces that are actually selling online as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the craziest part. Yeah. Like when I set out, I never thought that I'd go from uh, cut up cereal boxes to uh five feet canvases that people are wanting to actually pay me money for. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I always wanted to be a musician. Yeah. Right? I was like, I want to play guitar and I'm going to be a rock star. And I did play in bands and stuff and I did that and I played the shows and then I realized that it was like, uh, I was creating in a different way, but it wasn't something that, uh, I don't know. It didn't hit me as hard as when I started painting. Uh, I still love music. I still like doing that. It's a different kind of outlet. But when painting came around in my life, it was just like uh, something that took me into a whole nother level of exploring my own. I won't say inner demons because I don't believe in that. (laughs) I believe that it's just your own experience. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's no right or wrong to it. And, uh, so I would just force myself to finish. And then it was like, okay, I'm marking that point in my life. And it just turns out I was marking every single day. Yeah, there <laughs> you, you know? go. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's what the beauty of, like, that's kind of the weird thing. It's like when it comes to, like, art, I find at least a lot of the people that I look up to mm-hmm. and the art that I do myself, yeah. I just find that a lot of the greatest stuff that seems to come is, uh, it all always stems from, like, pain. You know, it always mm-hmm. stems from, like, your discomfort from being in like the environment that you in that you're in or the experiences that you had you know and so like you seem to be a proponent of that too right oh yeah i love pain (laughs) i i really do i don't i don't differentiate it from pleasure right yeah uh i think it's something that your body reacts to different stimulus and whether that's good or bad it's up to people some people love pain like Mm -hmm. love pain right (laughs) yeah and then some people uh love pleasure and they love certain things like there are some artists out there that will get themselves um stimulated in different ways right like you get the people who will uh do a lot of drugs Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then they'll paint Mm -hmm. or they'll do their music or you get other people who will like go for a run and then they paint and then or you have the other people who will like depress themselves shut out all the lights and go into the dark and get themselves into a really dark place and try to transfer that onto the canvas um, for myself, uh, 
I sometimes use pain, sometimes use whatever, but I think a big thing I've been getting to lately is uh, the moment. Yeah. And not being afraid to just be normal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know normal is thrown around a lot, like nobody's really normal, but uh, on days when you're not feeling special, yeah, I find those are the most important days to create because... A lot of people have those days where they don't feel special, they don't feel like they're out of the ordinary, that they don't feel like they're aspiring to anything greater than themselves. But the realization I came to is, in your life, there is nothing greater than yourself. Yeah. Right? And not necessarily as like a self-centered, narcissistic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It can sound like that, but it's more like, you are with you until you die. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so, ignoring those normal days... Uh, is a detriment to your art. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can get up and create on days you feel bad and create on days you feel good and on days that you don't feel anything, then you're going to start making some traction, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to start moving forward. Uh, I know some people love to just only paint when they're feeling good. A lot of people use this excuse like, I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like it. Well, why, is, why, does you, why do you have to feel a certain way? Yeah. It, you're still just using physical movements to create something. True, true. If you like, you think NFL players, oh, I don't feel like practicing today. <laughs> no, they know that regardless of how they feel, it's physical movements that are going yeah. to get them uh, moving and creating. Yeah. The, just like any athlete or artist, it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a carpenter, when you physically move your body, it, you are putting energy out into the world. Yeah, of course. And you're exercising that, right? You're exercising mm-hmm. and practicing your skill set and just sort of like engaging your brain in a way that no, otherwise doesn't get engaged, oh, right? 100%. You know, the things that you do in your day-to-day life, doesn't engage, it doesn't engage your brain the same way that painting does or making music or exactly. other forms of art. So it's just like, it's a way to get those neural pathways just sort of like working and, mm-hmm. you know, all the blood flowing through them and electricity and everything, you exactly. know? Exactly. We are creative beings. Yeah. That is the difference between us and animals. Yeah. Like we are animals, but we're the only animals that create. Mm-hmm. We go out of our way to create. Mm-hmm. And it's not even necessarily that we're trying to leave an impact. It's something that I think is a given with every person. Uh, where we are born into a world where humans just make things. Yeah. And uh, they can be physical things that you can touch, or they can be... Uh, as vague as family Mm -hmm. people will create families or they will create community or they'll create um, a sense of being in a larger community and uh, there's so many different mediums that you can use to do that Um, I just chose painting uh, for now (laughs) I guess Uh, but it's it's something that we have to tap into if we're going to feel any kind of um, satisfaction in our life and some people take that as going for money or job career kind of stuff right they they find that they can create a business they can create that um, value through financials which i have nothing against right Mm -hmm. oh some people think that uh just because somebody's going for money with whatever it is that they're doing that they think that, Oh, why are you doing that? You're selling out. And like I work regular jobs, 
you know, you go yeah. out there and you work a regular job, you're selling out doing that <laughs> because you're taking, you're selling your time yeah, for somebody else's purposes. Yeah. And if you can step back and realize that is all we do, we're creative beings and our whole system of existing is based off of what can you do and you earn value for that. Yeah, of and course. So if you're creating something that you want to create, yeah, then you're creating your own value. And that's subjective. And it's good that way because then however much you work at it, you're going to create that much value. Of course. And the thing, though, too, is that people don't understand... Or they, they just, I don't know, it doesn't seem to click in them. But, yeah. like, honestly, I fucking hate it when people talk about, oh, you're selling out. Because the thing is, you're living your passions and people are actually paying you mm-hmm. for you to live your passions. They just see you, uh, they see an extraordinarily good job that you're doing. Yeah. And they, they like the unique qualities that you bring to it. So, right. for them to say, oh, you're selling out, is them being, they honestly, they're reflecting their negativity about themselves onto you. Mm-hmm. They're clearly unhappy about something about their own lives whether it be i'm not doing my own thing i'm not passionate enough to Mm -hmm. have my own thing that they start to say when other people are sort of like doing it but you know besides them then they'll be like oh you're a sellout man but fuck them that's the worst type of those are the worst type of people i i I hate that stuff and yeah it's it's rampant in uh, artistic communities yeah uh that's why I kind of stay outside of it. Yeah. I, I do my own thing and I, uh, I feel that there's like a lot of good people who don't think that way, you know, yeah. but it's, it's still very common. And I'd like to think of it like if you have a lot of friends, yeah. but none of your friends are funny. Yeah. Well, you're probably going to be more likely to go pay a comedian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you're not getting that satisfaction of humor in your life. Mm-hmm. So comedians make money because there's this gap where people who don't necessarily even have friends love to watch people make them laugh and give them some sort of um, sense of humor about their own day-to-day life, right? Yeah. So comedians fill that role. Mm-hmm. Artists who paint, like myself, people like seeing things in a different way. Novelty is huge. Like that's what keeps humans going, right? Novelty. What's yeah. new? What's new? And that's with social media. That's why there's so much content Yeah, because yeah. we're filling our brains with all this new content. Things die off quicker because we've seen it already. Right? Yeah, of course. So you're filling this visual gap of needing to see something new. Yeah. And so I think where we're headed with this, especially with the Photoshop and all of these new ways to create art and to do it quickly is that you see it in memes a lot, the dank memes especially, <laughs> where it's it doesn't matter if it's good and it doesn't matter the quality of it. It just matters whether it's new. Yeah. Well, I kind of disagree on that. Just only because there's so many memes that are recycled, the only thing that's different is literally just the face of the meme. Right. You know? Like, the let's say, for example, um, the Drake meme. You know? Where, oh, like, yeah, hotline whole, link, yeah. You yeah. know? Like... That's literally the same meme as the car going into the exit meme. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The ideas are old, old ideas. Yeah. Right? Uh, What I mean is, like, the actual visual. Oh, yeah. Right? That's all you're changing. Because, like, really, when it comes down to it, there's very few archetypes of what we know. Yeah. Uh, There's, you know, you have your, like, old religious symbols and stuff that come into everything. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so you have these basic, basic ideas that anybody can relate to. And I think memes are really good for that in the sense that uh, 
it transcends just regular conversation where it's like you can understand somebody on a whole other level yeah whereas like and it could be made by some 12 year old kid right <laughs> yeah and true. i i'm 100 percent sure that some of the funniest things i've seen were done by little kids just on their computer somewhere yeah and have no idea that they're just some kid you yeah know? oh yeah probably like in grade six on his phone his teacher's like what are you doing on your phone and he's just making some meme and then it goes freaking viral. viral and yeah. everybody's laughing their asses off at it yeah and it's like it's a new artistic medium it is which is crazy yeah and the thing is like people sometimes want to fucking push the boundaries so much oh yeah that they'll go on to the internet they'll go on a photoshop and like do some new shit that they've never ever seen done anywhere else and it like unlocks a new sort of like mm-hmm. phase and in, in you know meme culture or yeah. art culture or whatever you know mm-hmm. it's crazy the things that you can do to express yourself and sometimes it just gets so like um so meta you know oh, like yeah. they start to get so self-referential and it's almost like <laughs> yeah. it's like there's an unironic I- irony to it yes and it's like and it like flips back and forth between yes. irony and un you know and unironic humor too and it's just like sometimes yeah. it's so fucking crazy it's, it's like a new language yeah and uh the way people use it and even in like uh conversations with my friends now yeah like i'm t- turning 29 this year yeah but even in my f- age group uh gifs and uh pictures and these memes sometimes i'll have full conversations without saying a real word yeah where it's just like send a funny picture they send a gift back i send another gift back and it's just these reactions but you both get it just because of this language and right it's something you can't do yeah in real life you can't do it yeah and so it's this deeper understanding that we all have and i think that for myself with the the kind of paintings that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just base it off of these basic ideas that anybody can get. And that's why I like painting animals. I've done a lot of animals or old characters where it's something that you don't even have to explain it. You just show it and people get it. Yeah. That's, and that's the beauty of art and all that stuff. Cause it's just another form of communication. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And however you enjoy communicating, will be your best way to communicate yeah right like some people love communicating through music and the more that they love it the easier it is to understand their music yeah right like you get people like uh, tom york from radiohead Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that's his way of communicating Mm -hmm. i bet if you talk to him in real life there'd be a disconnect right because you're so used to how he talks to you through his music mm-hmm. that it'd be weird hearing him talk in a different medium well the thing is it yeah because you you you, you create this like poster this representation mm-hmm. of what that person might be like yep. right and then when you meet them in real life they aren't exactly what you expected right. and some people that's why some people say you shouldn't meet your idols but i personally disagree i think you should yeah, yeah. i think that's important because then you get uh, the multifaceted view of them yeah and then it's uh, the only people who don't like to meet their idols uh hold them on a pedestal right and don't realize that they're just humans if anything i'd find them way more interesting if they don't match up yeah exactly because well i find it really interesting because i've met quite a few people that i really look up to right and i find that when i meet them and i just see that they're another person yeah it's it's like it's just another person. They just got to a point where their hard work has paid off, yeah. you know? And I love that. You know, like, uh, sometimes I find when I see 
that person that I've been like looking up to and looking oh, yeah. at their pictures and their videos. When we see it on a computer screen, it's all two dimensional, right? Mm -hmm. But yep. when you see them in real life, though, and you see the three dimensions of them, yeah. it's like it's honestly really mind blowing. Yeah, and I totally. didn't expect it, yep. but it's so crazy. I'm like, am I really talking to this person? But, but you are. Yeah, you know? uh, exactly. And uh, like you said, with the two dimensional thing, uh, playing with that with social media uh, can be really fun. And yeah. uh, I know that you've like to uh, incorporate the entrepreneurship stuff uh, as well as the arts here in Kelowna. Yeah. Um, it's this idea that you can create your persona of how you want to interact with the general public. Right. Mm -hmm. And rock stars have been doing this for a long time. Oh, yeah. Political figures have been doing it forever. Yeah. Right. Uh, but now anybody can do it. Yeah. On as big a scale as you want. Yeah. The internet has no limits. Yeah. So it's like, if you have something that relates to people, it will just shoot off into the stratosphere. Yeah. So uh, thinking ahead and being like, okay, how do I want to present myself to the public? Mm -hmm. How do I want to incorporate um, my personal ideas in a way that uh, I'll get certain reactions, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I was kind of telling you about this earlier, like yeah. posting prices for art. Um, I know other artists who will be listening to this uh, probably have gone through the same thing. What do you charge? Like, yeah. how do you even put a price on something that you spent all this time and maybe some took less time, but you feel like you did better on it? And it's like, okay, well, it only took me an hour, but it's probably my best piece. How do I, how do I find a, a value to mm -hmm. put on that in the sense of money? So, with social media and this two dimensional thing, and people who have no idea who you are except for that first initial reaction to your post yeah well you have the image you have the caption you have the comments and you have your hashtags and you have uh your logo and your handle right so all of those things play into that initial thing and so uh a couple of the paintings i did i put ridiculous prices on them yeah and uh i did it because i'd seen other artists who have hundreds of thousands of followers right yeah and they'll put their prices on it and it's normal. Yeah. It's normal to have these ridiculous prices. But just because of this illusion of value in um, how many people follow them or how many likes they get on the whatever page, they can post it and it becomes normalized. So I just took that concept and it's like, okay, if they're seeing me for the first time, they don't know anything about me. They have no idea if I'm successful or not. And... They have no idea whether they even like me yeah. or they don't have an opinion yet. Yeah. So if the first thing they see about me is I do this big, big ass elephant painting that's all super colorful. Yeah. And I say $42,000. Well, that's their initial reaction. Now their brain starts working in the sense that, okay, there's a painting. The price is $42,000. And then whether they disagree with that price doesn't matter. No, yeah. Now they've the only thing they know about you is that you've put yourself in the category of selling $42,000 paintings. And so you get this initial reaction and it just takes off because yeah. then people see that and whether they think you're stupid for it or whether they love it and they it doesn't matter. You created that reaction and now people are liking it or commenting on it, hating it, doesn't matter. It boosts your post yeah, <laughs> right? right and that's exactly like what trump does and all these other people right they just hit at this point where it doesn't matter if they agree with you 
It's that you cause them to think something different. Yeah. And so then it boosts that post. It's like how our brains work naturally. And the thing is, that couldn't be more true now. Because <laughs> yeah. people have been saying this for decades, but... Yeah. Any publicity is good publicity, what, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, people post shitty stuff all the time. Yep. And the thing that – and the people that get the most amount of, like – the people that, unfortunately, have the loudest voices <laughs> yeah. are the people that cause them to stir the most amount of oh, shit, yeah. you know? Like, Meme pages, man. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, think about how many people talk about, like, oh, man, did you hear about this really shitty thing that happened? Yeah. You know, like, oh, do you, I can't believe what Kanye West said or I can't yeah. believe what Donald Trump said, you know, versus – Oh, that person did a great job. You know, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about that. They don't. They, p- humans don't work like that, right? You know, we just fucked up. Yep, that's crazy. So what you did is really smart, honestly. Like, because <laughs> yeah. you got people talking. You yeah. know, you got people to pay attention to be like, look at this fucking guy, forty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love it though. It totally sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah. You know, if you walk into a room, if you walk into a room full of people and everybody, like all these like art people are sort of going like, yeah, 50 bucks for this, 150 for that, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, 42,000. Yeah. <laughs> you have the loudest voice. Yeah. And exactly. And then you realize that the value doesn't come in when you somebody buys the painting. Yeah. The value comes in at a first moment when everybody now knows about the painting. Yeah. And uh, it's a technique that I came up with because of Andy Warhol. We were talking about him earlier today. We but, were. Uh, Warhol, everybody knows which painting? The, the soup. Campbell's the soup. soup can. Yeah. Exactly. And the whole idea behind that, which is why it's amazing, is not so much that the painting itself is amazing. It's how he set it up to present it for the first time. So what he did was the gallery, he held his own gallery uh, exhibit, in his warehouse, I believe. And uh, what he did was he created a, a mini grocery store. So he had like all these shelves and he hand painted tons of actual soup cans. What? Yeah. So he hand painted like, I think it was like thousands of these cans and he made like a whole grocery store. Right. So what he did was he sold each of those cans for $6 each. So th- those were super cheap. So you could get a hand-painted Andy Warhol can at the time for $6. But he also had hanging on the wall the one painting of the Campbell Soup can, which was really big, and he put the price tag of $15,000. So everything else was only $6. So he created this huge jump. So when people came in, it's like, this thing is worth $6. This thing's worth $6. I get it. Everything's worth $6. Yeah. And then you have the size difference. They look up at this giant soup can and it says $15,000. In people's brains, it makes sense. This little thing is $6. This giant thing is $15,000. And so it just clicked. And so people were coming in and they might ha- not have $15,000. But now they believe the value of that painting is $15,000 when really it might have cost them a couple hundred bucks to make. Damn! yeah okay i get it i get it yeah and so then he invites a bunch of people he's in new york there's a lot of like at the time he was doing advertisements like drawing advertisements right yeah so he knew some people in the art world bring out some people in the art world they think it's friggin' brilliant all it takes is one rich guy to walk in the door buys the fifteen thousand dollar painting to show off and now from that moment on every single painting he does is worth at least 15 grand because he just set himself up into that category, Woo. right? Because yeah. if I go and sell a painting right now at 150 bucks, yeah, and people are like, 
who have it hanging on the wall and somebody's like, oh, how much did you get that for? 150 bucks. Well, I'm at the $150 category, right? But if you can get yourself into the point where it's like attaching a new value based off of relative value, yeah, then you can make the jump, yeah. right? So you take whatever it is that you're putting out there, whatever content that it is, it doesn't matter if it's painting or if it's podcasts or if whatever, you take that content and you branch out here and there yeah, into bigger, more extreme things. So say you have this podcast for a while and it's like, well, I'm going to do a documentary. Mm-hmm. And that's a one-time thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now all of those podcasts, yeah, sure, maybe they're at the certain level of... You know, you get your following and you get a certain amount of value out of that. Yeah. But because you did all those little ones. Yeah. The relative value of that one thing that you branch out into has now shot through the roof. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I get right? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then you get that value. Then you have more resources to work with because the value of that one covers for the next six months or right. whatever. Right. However yeah. much it turns out to be. And it's not, I'm not talking even money. I'm talking like value that people put on it in the internet, likes and just stuff. Just inherent value. Inherent value, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, instead of just all these little things, your new level of little things are these things that you branched out into. Yeah. So maybe now you're doing documentaries every six months. Yeah. Right? right. And then you do the podcast and that keeps that value at a, like your gold standard, right? You have your podcast. Joe Rogan does this, right? Yeah. So now he gets paid thirty thousand dollars to go talk right yeah yeah. because he's going to physically do it but he has to do those daily podcasts in order to keep that value there right and so then if he's going and talking for 30 grand every day like tony robbins does i'm sure you've heard of tony robbins i've heard of motivational speaker guy well his value now is at this level because he's out there getting paid that much every single day yeah so when he branches out to do like a big arena event yeah now he's making whatever, and that extends his value even further. Yeah. So he keeps doing the small seminars, which are bigger than his little talks, mm-hmm. and that's his new gold standard Shit. to keep that value high, right? Yeah. And so then when he does something big, it's huge, and that just keeps it going. And then all of a sudden, Tony Robbins figures out, well, he can do those huge arena things all the time. So he had to work at that little thing, right? He was talking to like three or four people at a time when he first started. He was yeah. 28 years old. Yeah. Started talking to people, whoever would listen, and he would just talk about his ideas, and then it just built. And so three or four people might not seem like much, but if you're talking to three or four people every single day for a month, you know, that's almost 100 people. And then all those people are like, oh, what'd you do today? They tell their family, they tell their friends, oh yeah, I went to this talk, went to this talk with the Tony Robbins guy. And then it spreads like yeah. wildfire. And now he can choose to do whatever project he wants. He's created unlimited potential for what he wants to do creatively. And that just so happens to be helping other people. And so it's like you take that concept with whatever you're creating and you keep a consistent value, right? Not all of my paintings sell. I don't care. But if I can show I'm doing it every day, you keep that consistent value. And then the ones that do sell, right? Then all of a sudden you make that jump into the next thing. A lot of people think you just go overnight and you just jump to the top. But it's about creating consistent value. And the more value you get out of that bottom level, the more often you'll be able to create a higher level of quality content. Right. And then you just keep moving up in steps. Yeah. So like for myself, my plan is 
I do paintings every day, but I'm going to jump into bigger paintings. Right? Yeah. And murals. And I want to do those more often. And then mm-hmm. you set that standard. Yeah. They're like murals are my thing or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like gallery showings. And then you just keep going up one at a time. And right. then every time you do something, even if you sit down to do one of your daily things, now that daily thing, the value has jumped way up. True, because of everything else that you've done over top of that. Exactly. So speaking of doing bigger things, (laughs) you're literally leaving your job. You're leaving Kelowna. You're moving on to go on the road. I'm going to prove this theory. Theory. Okay. Okay. So explain. Explain what you're doing. So right now, I've been working a regular job, you know, working as a cook in a kitchen. Yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that. A lot of people are out there working super hard in regular jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just came to a point in my life where that's my worst case scenario. And it's not even bad. My yeah. worst case scenario is having a pretty good job, doing something that I don't mind doing, yeah. and uh, making money that way and paying my bills. Like, right. If that's the worst it's going to get, then why not go for it? Yeah. So my plan is, um, in a few days, I'm actually... Getting in my car, mm-hmm. I'm taking my easel, and I'm taking paint and some clothes, and probably a cooler full of food and drinks, and I'm going to just start traveling across Canada, city to city. I'm going to uh, try to meet as many artists as I can, uh, talk to them about my ideas, and you know, go see galleries, but leaving it open. I don't really have a plan for... Uh, the projects I'm going to do, the whole thing is a project. The whole thing is an art piece because I believe that you create that value every day uh, just by getting up and doing it regardless of how you feel, like I was saying earlier. Yeah, fuck yeah. And so I'm just going to be in my car and I'm going to start doing a podcast out of my car. I haven't come up with a name for it. If you think of something, let me know. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, for the culture is taken. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it'll probably be like Steve in his car or something (laughs) stupid. But um, Hey, man. Whatever works. Yeah. And uh, also posting to my Instagram like I already do. Um, but also creating wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And using these new experiences. And I'm just going to be saturating myself with new information. Yeah. Outside of the realm of the internet. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of these people who do their travel Instagrams and they do all this stuff, right? Yeah. They're still only posting the things that they think people want to see. Yeah. Right? But my idea is if you take these basic things like being completely open with the people, right? Being vulnerable in the sense of like, I'm doing this with no money, right? Yeah. Like I'm taking my next check and I'm going like, that's it. I haven't saved up for this. <laughs> you know, this is like, I'm just waiting to get paid. And then whatever I can do with that gas money, I'm going to go to another place because I believe in my abilities to create whether it's good or not. That's up to the people. But I know that when you put time and effort into something, you're creating value. And sure, that value might not be millions of dollars. But if you're creating enough value that people want to see you succeed, or at least feed you for a day, and you're putting the trust out there that people are just genuinely good, mm-hmm. over, and instead of like people are just generally bad, I don't believe that. I think people want to see things created. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go out there and prove this in the sense that I'm going to be creating every day. Right. And I'm going to be building a new standard of what the quality is and what the value of my content is. Yeah. And documenting it all through social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting to paint along the way, which I love to do. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily that it's like, oh, I'm going to be a starving artist. I'm going to do that. It's, 
um, I'm already starving, <laughs> right? And it's this, the thing that I need to eat is um, my passion mm-hmm. feeds me every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hungry for. Yeah. And it's going to stay there regardless. And I find it way more interesting to see uh, the change that happens in myself as I go and take the chance on my abilities and to take the chance on people in general and just see where it leads. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, And to show everybody while I'm doing it. Yeah, of course. And I think that's really, really sort of like, obviously ambitious. That's very ambitious. (laughs) But I think those types of chances are, you know, to jump in the things that scare you the most. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how afraid you are. Oh, terrified. But the thing is that (laughs) when you jump in the in in the pit of fear, sometimes you walk out of it a much bigger, stronger person by dealing with the things that you know challenge you. So I think what you're doing is very, very cool. And I think I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. But since you seem so certain about it. Oh yeah. And honestly, I mean you were telling me, you know, off microphone before this podcast that you've been thinking about doing this for about a year or so now. So you've clearly put a lot of thought into it and um Honestly, it's going to be an incredible story, you know, yeah. like, and we're all going to witness it. You know, we're all going to see your podcast come up, your thoughts, um, your photos, your pictures, everything up on Instagram, on yeah. YouTube, all that stuff. And I'm honestly really looking forward to it because I think to take your life and use use it to do exactly what you want to do, just what you're, by your instincts, yes. you know, um, I think it's super fucking cool, man. Thanks, I think man. it's I think it's so great. I think it's so great that you're doing that because like <laughs> I don't know that many people that just fucking up and go like yeah. that. It, 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 you don't see it very often. I've had to do it before, but not even for good reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I've just had, you know, I've had my fair share of hits. You know, you yeah. just take you take your hits and you keep going. I'm still here, man. Yeah, you know, like I've I've gone. Uh, played on stages in front of thousands of people um and then a couple months later i'm living out of my car because my girlfriend just didn't want me living there anymore right (laughs) so it's like things can change like that and you have no no choice over the matter but the only choice you do have is well well i could give up yeah oh yeah right i Mm -hmm. could give up and i'd be like you know i'm i guess this is it yeah it's like but then that's all it is and it's like i like having that out Mm-hmm. You know, like people talk about suicide and there's a lot of suicidal like artists out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's a detriment. I think a lot of people are scared of that. And it's like, no, I use that as a tool for my own uh, well-being. It's that, yeah, I could do that. Am I going to? No, because I know I've got one more day to create something. And maybe today will be the thing that is like, yeah. And or I create something and it maybe it's not that masterpiece piece. But it's, I made that. I made that. And nobody else could have made that because I had to be here in these circumstances right now, no matter how shitty they are, in order to create this. And people see that, and that's where the value comes in. And that's something that you can't even um, explain. You just have to see it. And in order to see it, you have to create it. Yeah. And that's why I love how I came across creativity because it's just like, that's all it's about. I might change from painting into something else or, you know, whatever comes up, but it's going to be creating it and just embracing the idea of being a human being where all we do is create Damn. and yeah. doing something that only you can do because only you can do what you do. 
Exactly. And you're following instincts. And we were talking about this earlier. Mm. You know, we follow our instincts the same way that we follow it to breathe, to eat, to sleep. You know, we just do that to create as well. Exactly. You know, and uh, you're following it, which is a very important thing for our mentality. You know, people are creating every day, whether they want to or not, Mm -hmm. whether they even think they are or not. True. And what they're doing is maintaining what they've created. Mm-hmm. So they create a little bit here, they create a little bit there. And when things come in to change that, they don't like things messing with their creations. Yeah. Regardless of whether their creation sucks or not. And yeah. The, the main creation we're doing is creating our reality. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people's reality in these this day and age and all time sucks for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they haven't realized that, uh, or not yet at least, that when you're creating you get to make the decision on what your reality is. Yeah. And some people are abusing this. You see it in propaganda and you see it in, they're creating realities for people mm-hmm. and people don't like change. So they just accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm creating my own reality. And mm-hmm. the reality is that I want to create every day. So it's, it's like a self feeding <laughs> thing. So yeah, it's, it is. it's already a success just it's, by doing it. <laughs> and it's a wonderful sort of like cycle that you live that way. Cause you never stop. Yeah. Yeah. And until I love you, that. Until you stop breathing, right? Exactly. And even then, your body goes into the ground, and then it feeds some animals, and it continues on creating, right? It's all the cycle. And exactly. It comes back around. So I say embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it and just dive in. And um, a lot of people are like, man, you're, you're crazy. But <laughs> like they're excited, but they're they're um, coming out of the woodworks now. Like, holy shit, you're doing this? You're doing this? And then a lot of people are like, even in that, I know for the business people out there who are listening, yeah, the value of my paintings now, just in the past couple of weeks since I've announced that I'm doing this, has shot up. Yeah. Just because of the potential for the future. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole stock market's based on, right? The mm-hmm. potential for your future capabilities or whatever you end up doing. And by making a decision and committing to it, like how you're doing with this podcast, which is awesome. Thank you. uh, You're committing to this idea that has all this future potential. Mm -hmm. And every time you do it, the more stable it becomes and the more value is going to come from that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, making these announcements or coming up with other ideas to branch out uh, will boost your value. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Every time you do it, right? Yeah. And... uh, I'm excited to see where you go with this. Because, Thank you. Uh, I think it's uh, a really cool idea. Thank you so and, much. Uh, thanks for reaching out to me. Of course, dude. I honestly like when Erica, my girlfriend, yeah. mentioned you. I was like, "Yo, that sounds like a very good person to have on our podcast." <laughs> Especially since you know he's leaving so soon. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, like, what? Why is he leaving? Where is he going? Is he going on, like vacation two weeks? Like, <laughs> yeah. But now I've really found out. No, you got like a big adventure to embark on. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I think it'd be really cool, you know? I think it's be, it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to see... I'll have to come back. Yeah, no, honestly, like, you should. Like, whenever <laughs> you find your way back into Kelowna, we'll have, yeah. like, maybe an update episode. Sure. Put on we'll a show. S- yeah, totally. So, uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, Creative Steve on Instagram. How do you spell that? C-R-E-A-T-I-V-I-S-T-E-V-E. Perfect. Um, you can also find it on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, and I... Pretty much just link all of the Instagram posts to Facebook, so it just does it automatically. I'm not super active on Facebook, but you who can is? still, yeah, but you can still find it. And I know that there's a lot of people who are just like 
they just like using Facebook. Yeah. It's easy. They talk to their families and that's it. Yeah. So it's a good way to get in there. So if people are listening, uh, definitely still use Facebook because they own Instagram. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And the, the Facebook algorithms are where all this stuff comes from. So the more that you um, just give into it a little bit, don't let it eat you. But just understand how it works. It will only help in any other social media platform because they're going to buy up Snapchat too. They're going to buy up all that stuff. Instagram is going to be the thing. Like, pretty much is. It, it already is. You know, like goddamn, like Snapchat. Like, come on, man, I don't use yeah. that shit anymore. No, exactly. And it's it's just how do you want to present yourself? And Instagram's the the way to go. And uh, so you can find me on there and. Um, for anybody listening, you can message me. Uh, you can direct message me. I do answer my <laughs> DMs. I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm too good to answer people. Yeah. Um, I have right on my bio right there right now is send me your best and worst memes. I love that <laughs> shit. Uh, I think go. it's funny. I, I just want to meet people. Like how you said of meeting your idols, you find them in a new way. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to see them in that three-dimensional di- three thing. And I think the new three dimensions are these online conversations, yeah. memes and whatnot. So I get to see people's personalities and just talk about art and gain a wider perspective on everything. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for being on here. I appreciate yeah. it, man. Anytime. Uh, this was uh, For the Culture, the center point of art and entrepreneurship. Make sure you drop us a follow on Instagram and on our SoundCloud link as well. Uh, drop a follow so you always are up to date on what's coming up next. And actually, just to drop a little secret for you, um, I don't ever tell anybody this, but uh, I always actually upload the episode the following sorry the preceding night before just only so that way you know when it's ready to post at 8 a.m the following morning on my instagram it's already there to go so if you want to be like the first people drop us a fucking follow man because like you can be on the know-how before everybody else so anyway that's it thank you for listening have a good rest of your day